Orange County Superior Court judge declared UNC graduate student and shooting suspect Tylee Chi mentally unfit to continue with his trial on Monday. Chi, who faces first-degree murder charges stemming from the death of Zijie Yen on campus in August, will be sent to a Central Regional Hospital in Butner for treatment. What does this mean for the case and the murder trial, and are there previous examples of this sort of thing in our area? 97.9 The Hill, Brighton McConnell reports. It's especially important for listeners to understand this is not a finding that he is not guilty by reason of insanity or a finding that he's not going to go to trial, period. That's Orange County District Attorney Jeff Neiman. He and his office requested a second mental health evaluation of Ty Chi in September after Chi's defense attorneys shared one that declared him mentally unfit. With the results of that second report in on Monday, Judge Allison Grind said the matching results indicate the 34-year-old suspect likely has severe mental illness like schizophrenia. She ordered Chi to be committed involuntarily. Neiman says that while the homicide investigation will continue, it means any other court proceedings in the case will be put on hold. Basically, when and if the mental health professionals at Central Regional determine that they have come to a medical conclusion that he is capable of proceeding, they will notify us, the clerk, and the defense. And then that would cause us to bring the case back into court and we would have another hearing on whether or not, from a legal standpoint, the judge can make the determination that he is capable of proceeding. Chi was arrested on August 28th after UNC police responded to a shots-fired call in Caudill Laboratories, where Chi worked as a graduate student in the Applied Physical Sciences Department under Zuzhe Yen. Upon arrival, police found Yen dead with gunshot wounds. A 911 caller identified Chi who fled UNC campus and ultimately was arrested by authorities in a residential neighborhood two miles north of the crime scene. While federal investigators and the Orange County District Attorney's Office are building their case against Chi, Neiman says one thing must be proven, intent. With Chi not cooperating with the public defenders and the pair of psychiatric reports, it's become difficult for the trial to legally proceed. All crime requires some degree of intent specific intent, general intent, all those. And if someone is legally insane, is the term that's often used, then a judge or a jury could find that they weren't capable of forming the requisite mental intent to commit the crime. Even if they physically did it, they didn't mentally have the capacity to commit the crime. After suspects receive such mental health treatment in commitment, they could eventually become mentally fit to return to the courtroom. It's also possible their defense may argue that the person is, quote, not guilty by reason of insanity, which Neiman says must be determined by a judge or jury. There are two other high-profile UNC-related examples of these outcomes. Wendell Williamson is a former UNC law student who killed two people while firing an automatic rifle on Henderson Street in 1995. Williamson was ultimately found not guilty by reason of insanity, and was similarly kept at Central Regional Hospital as of 2015. Meanwhile, a 2017 killing saw its suspect come back to court after rehabilitation. Ebony Olawu's murder charges after killing her five-year-old son in UNC's Beatty Hill Apartments were dismissed by a judge close to three years later as a result of her mental evaluations. While Olawu recovered enough to return to her trial, she also remains in a mental health facility and will not be released unless a court order is approved.
Neiman has said that he is not seeking the death penalty in the murder trial, despite it being the most extreme punishment available if Chi is found guilty. The district attorney said Monday's decision won't affect his office's approach, either now or whenever the next step takes place. I think we've just become kind of used to the idea that there are various things that tend to be delays in the process. This is one of those. The ball is kind of in the court of Central Regional. It's their mandate and responsibility to do what they can to treat him as best they can to uh, restore him to capacity. And I trust in their ability to do that if it is possible. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. Back on campus now. UNC Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz announced a new director for the Carolina Women's Center. Shauna Harris will take over on January 2nd. She's currently the Assistant Dean for Student Affairs in the School of Education. We also learned the Women's Center is getting a new location on West Rosemary Street. Also from campus, congratulations to Dorothy Espelage. We learned that last month she received a Career Achievement Award for her decades of research on bullying prevention. Back in town of Chapel Hill now, they're having two information sessions about improvements coming to the Homestead Skate Park. First one will be on Sunday, December 17th at 2 p.m. at the Skate Park, which is 100 Aquatic Drive, the address of Homestead Park. Second session will be the next day at the Chapel Hill Public Library. Town describes the format of these sessions as interactive, relaxed, open conversations. The Carborough Town Council is meeting tomorrow night instead of tonight, which is their usual meeting time. And the Orange County School Board met today in closed session in Durham. They're doing that again two more days in a row this week. No word on exactly what it's about, but it presumably has to do with the vacant superintendent position for Orange County Schools. Time will tell. Time now to talk sports. We'll start by talking basketball, checking the rankings. UNC men's team dropped a spot to number 17 in the AP and number 16 in the coaches' poll after going 2-1 and one in the Bahamas. R.J. Davis was recognized for his performance in that tournament, though. He's your co-ACC Player of the Week after averaging 22 points per game during that three-game series. The competition just gets tougher now. The men's team will welcome 10th-ranked Tennessee to town on Wednesday as part of the first-ever ACC-SEC Challenge. Our coverage is going to start at 5.30 tomorrow with Brighton McConnell doing countdown to tip-off. That means early conclusion to News on the Hill on tomorrow's show. Women's team had a rough go of it over the weekend. They went 1-2 and two in their tournament. They still did receive a generous number 24 ranking from the Associated Press. They'll have a chance to right the ship in a major way against number one South Carolina. It's going to be at Carmichael Arena on Thursday. So good luck to Courtney Banghart and the squad for that one. We've also got UNC football entering a pretty interesting period here. Next up, they await assignment for their bowl game. That announcement comes in the next few days. Also got a bunch of Tar Heels, wasted no time planning on getting in that transfer portal when it opens up on Monday. Tight end Kamari Morales, defensive lineman Kendrick Bingley, excuse me, Kedrick Bingley-Jones, and quarterback Jefferson Boaz all announced their intention to transfer. All three had a lot of bench time this season, not surprisingly. Also got some honors for some other Tar Heel athletes. 
Junior volleyball player Mabry Shaftmaster earned first-team All-ACC honors for the second year in a row. Sydney Nolan made the All-Conference freshman team. And tennis star Fiona Crowley was chosen to represent Team USA at the Master U Championships in France this weekend. Congratulations to all of them.